Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to another Ars Blog Ars Cast. Coming up on the show this week, we have got the man from East Lower, got a player history with the man in the bar a tale of the unexpected an old friend returns and details of fantasy football stay tuned So hello and welcome to another Arscast. It's a Friday. Uh, apologies for the lack of Arscast last week, but uh, my mixing desk packed up and I had to go, you know, get it fixed and stuff. So that's why there was no Arscast last week. Certainly nothing to do with the fact that there was absolutely fuck all to talk about. You might like to speculate that that had something to do with it, but I can assure you that that is not true. As I said, coming up on the show, we'll be talking to the man from East Lower, also a player history. Uh, we've also got a tale of the unexpected. We've got details of the uh, Ole Ole fantasy football game and an Arsblog league. Uh, what else? We've got a tale of the unexpected and, as I said, an old friend returns somewhere along the way. Now, we're right in the middle of pre-season. It's been, uh, it's been quite interesting so far, I think. Obviously, the games up until Stuttgart we're all about getting players sort of fit, a bit of match sharpness, get their touch back and what have you. But uh, nevertheless, despite the quality or lack of quality of the opposition, it's nice to see the forwards uh, scoring goals. Vela with three, Bentner with four uh, against uh, Burgerland or whoever they were called. But they were, let's face it, absolutely and completely rubbish. I think most of us could cobble together an 11 and give them a reasonable game. Uh, we won't read anything into them scoring too, then, will we? No, we won't. The game against Stuttgart was interesting because we had first-team players back. Uh, Gallas was back, Juru back. Uh, Clichy and Sanya have featured for most of the uh, for most of the preseason, so they're they're super sharp. Not that they need to be any more sharp, but they they already are uh, up to match fit. Uh, Danielson, Ibue in central midfield, mad. Mad Walcott on the right, Nasri on the left, and I liked the look of Nasri, I have to say. Uh, but then, but then. I remember the first time I saw Hleb, I think it was in the Amsterdam tournament three summers ago, and I went, ooh, that guy can play. Look at him, he's quick, and he runs after people, and he's, ooh, look how good he is on the ball. This guy's going to be awesome. So I'm reserving any kind of judgment until, you know, we get to see a bit more of him, which would be the normal thing to do, you would imagine. You don't make a judgment on a footballer after, you know, 40 or 50 minutes of watching him play. However, that seems to be the way things are done these days. That You score one goal and you're instantly the best player in the entire world. Stuttgart game as well, interesting. Adi Bayor and Van Persie started up front again to give them sort of fitness. Van Persie looked a lot sharper than Adi Bayor. Uh, Bentner came on and was really good. Really good in the second half. You could see the benefit he got from the uh, from the two previous games. A great pass for Vela for our first goal and a really, really good second goal. Uh, he was quick, he was powerful, and the finish was, was top class. The third goal coming from the man of preseason, the one that everybody is talking about, and perhaps we shouldn't really be talking about him because he's so young and we may be raising the expectations too high, uh, is Jack Wilshire. But, but... Sometimes you look at a player, don't you, and you think, holy crap, 
that guy's only he's only 16 and he's playing like that and he's got that kind of vision and yeah so he he's one to really watch for in the future i don't think this season perhaps in the carling cup he might get uh, a run out but he's only just gone 16 so we've got to be a little, little patient, I think, with, with young Jack. But obviously, uh, he is going to be the greatest player in Arsenal's history. And uh, we're going to build statues of him. And we're going to name the stadium after him. The Jack Wilshire Stadium. Jack Wilshire Grove. Yeah. Uh, so that's pre-season, really. The uh, the games coming up at the weekend we'll talk about in a little while. Um, and so maybe just to, to bring things on and to round things up about uh, everything that's been going on, uh, we'll go and talk to the man from East Lower who, at the very last minute, has gallantly stepped in to do the blog chat. Hello there. Uh, good evening. Pre-season, well and truly underway. Um, have you liked what you've seen so far? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. I haven't actually seen much of it in live. I've, I've seen all the highlights uh, and some on YouTube. Um, yeah, I think it's been good so far. Uh, as much as you can ever judge what a forthcoming campaign on uh, on, a, on you know this, on the games at this stage of the pre-season, but yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, yeah, well, like you say, you can't judge too much on. On, uh, on these kind of games but we're now heading into a weekend where there's two you know obviously very uh, strong teams coming to play in the Emirates Cup uh, Juventus and, and Real Madrid um, I, I read Paul Merson today saying that we shouldn't be playing these teams we should be playing somebody like Oldham who will sit with 11 men behind the ball because that's the way teams are going to play against us in the, in the Premier League is there some merit to that do you reckon? Uh, well uh, no not really because we're never going to be playing Oldham are we whereas we have a chance of playing Real Madrid. Um, I don't think so. I think it would be, uh, and also, actually, let, let's be honest. Uh, if if you if you made a preseason tournament at the Emirates and you had Oldham as one of the teams, I don't think you'd sell the the ground out, would you? I, I don't think so. I think his point though was <laughs> that you know the the style of play of Oldham, not necessarily Oldham themselves, but but the style of play that that they would bring, uh, you know, in a preseason game will be similar to the way teams in the in the Premier League are going to play against us this season. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe, maybe to a point, but um, I mean, I think I think we already proved last year that we we sort of uh, strengthened up a bit and you know, we we gained a bit of muscle, and, uh, and so um, maybe that's not so crucial this time around. I, mean, I, I just think it's a good chance to get the team uh, up and running, and I don't know, would, would it be any different if it was Oldham or, or, or Real Madrid? Yeah, I'd, I think I'd rather see us pitch up, pitch up against the skilled uh, sides like Real Madrid, to be honest. Um... We're in a situation now where um, uh, fans aren't necessarily uneasy because there's been a lot to be positive about from preseason so far, and we might come to that in a minute. But um, the, the midfield question is hanging over everybody. Um, we signed this guy, Bischoff. Are you an advocate of, of a big signing alongs- alongside Sesk? I don't think it has to be... Um... Well, it depends. How, it depends what you mean by a big signing, I suppose. I think we need a we need a, an experienced player who will genuinely add something to our midfield. I mean, you know, let's not bash the bash the Bischoff here. Uh, uh, you know, but but he isn't the right man. He's just come in and you know he'll be a squad player and he might do okay. But let, you know, he's not the man, is he? I think there still will be. Thing I said, there'll be another player in, and I think there will be a, a big player coming in in the midfield but it doesn't have to be a big name a sort of 20 million sign uh, you know I don't think that's really Wenger's style anyway is it but I think we will get one more player he's got another five weeks to do it and I think it probably will be a last minute job or it might be anyway you reckon you're going to leave it late well he does do a lot of business at the very last minute doesn't he and um, I just don't think he's 
particularly keen on um, on all the agents talking the prices up and up and up and you know maybe doing it a little bit later on um, is better business. William Gallas looks like he's going to stay on as as captain for the season ahead. Your thoughts? Uh, I, I have to say, I mean, I know what you, you've been going on about. He's a crap captain, and um, he did have his moments of being crap. You're absolutely right. But I'd, I, I have to say, I'd be I'd be up for giving him another season. Um, he's a very experienced defender. He's a very good defender. He made some errors, but I think he, I think given the amount of stuff that's been going on this season with this close season with with Leb going of Flamini and Gilberto and Lehman and Adibayor, you know, God knows whether we've heard the last of that. I, I think uh, it almost makes sense to just say let's not rock the boat anymore. And um, Fabregas could, you know could could easily take over in a year and so i i think gallus will stay and he he uh he probably needs to be better and let, let's hope he is all right um adi bayor you brought him up and uh well what do you think uh, it's going to be like for him if he does have to stay is he going to have to you know eat a big big slice of humble pie uh or is it going to be down to what he does on the pitch to see how fans are going to react to him i i think in all honesty i think after a the first 15 minutes or even maybe the first game, I think it'll all settle down. And um, he needs to have another season like he had. He needs to get his, just knuckle down and play football in the way that he can play. And if he you know, puts his mind to it, I think people will, will just say, look, I'm not saying I forgive him or that I like him, but we need someone of his uh, goal-scoring prowess up front. And we've lost a lot of players already. We can't really afford to lose him, even mm. uh, even if we get... 25 million at this stage he's he's the kind of guy that is worth having and um you might not like him but i think people will you know as soon as he scores a couple of goals and it all settles down i think you know i don't think you'll hear too much david bentley ex-arsenal man whose heart is now at tottenham what do we make of that was that was a brilliant piece of business though wasn't it that that spurs have bought bentley and we get somewhere in the region of seven million pounds off it that's um got to be deal of the century it's awesome, isn't it? I mean, it really is superb bit of business there. Seven million. I have to say, I'm not going to just um, slag him off because he's joined Spurs. I actually have always rated Bentley, and kind of part of me thinks, well, could, could he have could he have made a you know um, a, a good player at Arsenal? It's, it's too late for that now. But um, but sure, to have a forty percent sell on clause with Bentley, it's absolutely awesome piece of business. And let's face it, he's not worth fifteen million, so um, we could get a lot of money for him. It'd be great. Um, but if he's not worth fifteen million, and if Robbie Keane is not worth nineteen or twenty million, why are why are these clubs paying that sort of money? Um, are we not going to have to accept the fact that players, we want players from from other Premier League clubs, established players, quality players? Are we not going to have to accept the fact that this is the sort of money we're going to have to pay? Well, uh, you, you're probably right, and, and it's looking increasingly that way. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned Robbie Keane as well, but actually, Bobby Zamora signed for Fulham for seven, nearly seven million quid. You know, <laughs> is he is he a seven million quid player? And, and Andy Johnson, something like I heard, quoted thirteen million. I mean, is the world has gone bonkers? But like you say, if that's the going rate, then at some point, Wenger's um, going to have to get his uh, his head around that, and uh, whether he'll do it. Well, I mean, only time will tell. Who, who knows? I don't know, but um, it, it does. The market has gone mad. Uh, it's one of those things that leaves me a bit bitter because when they did the whole new TV deal, you kind of half you thought, wouldn't it be nice if they just dropped prices on tickets with this new TV money? But sure, uh, sure enough, it doesn't work that way, does it? It just goes straight straight towards players and, and their wages and their agents. Kill all players, is that what you're saying, basically? 
Well, it's a bit of a jump, but, um, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't say kill all players, but maybe just pay them a bit less. That'd be nice. I mean, just being an idealist now. It's never going to happen, though, is it? Oh, no, of course not. But, you know, it would be nice. Yeah. OK, let me go back uh, finally to preseason. Uh, and a young man that's caught the eye is uh, Jack Wilshire. Um, is there the danger that we're hyping him too much? Uh, we, we have, I suppose, as Arsenal fans, this tendency to build up our young players. That for years, you know, we've had, you know, the Ali Adiers and these guys that are going to come through and they're going to be the next big thing. And more often than not, it doesn't happen. Well, Wilshire, I don't know how much you've seen of him, but man, this kid looks good. I yeah, he does. I'm he... playing him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, say no more. But I mean, you know, we, we, we talked up Fabregas a lot and, you know, it's a shame he didn't come good as well. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I think I think the very fact that Wilshire's... Um, the youngest player in the in in the kind of first squad this preseason, and he's played a lot and he's scored a lot. I think it says actually that he's probably, if not this season, he, you know he's he's definitely pushing at the door. And like you say, it could all go horribly wrong, and he could start drinking Cristal champagne until four a.m. And uh, well, he might do that already. I don't know, but um, he looks a really good prospect, and uh, you know English, and it's it's all good news. I really really hope he makes it, but like you say, at this stage, you just don't know, do you? No, indeed. And uh, I'm off to drink some Cristal Champagne. Uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much, man, from East Lower. Uh, no problem. Cheers. So thank you very much to the man from East Lower. And, uh, yeah, he'll be back on another Arscast in the future. Some interesting stuff there. Bischoff? Well, I don't know. What kind of a signing is Bischoff? There are those that say he's a gamble. That he's not really going to cost us anything. If he works, he works. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Where? What's the big deal? I just, you know, I'm I'm finding it hard to get my head around the fact we've signed a 21-year-old footballer who's only played 16 minutes of professional football. Now, this is no reflection on him. He might be, you know, tremendous. I know he's had a lot of injuries, but, you know, we've, we've kind of got players who are injured a lot anyway. We have our Rositskis and Van Persies and Diabies. We don't. Maybe we just want someone to keep them company while they're in the treatment room. And this guy Bischoff does a, a very good stand-up routine. And he will, you know, he's inspiring. Perhaps he could be one of those motivational speakers. Maybe that's why we've signed him. Not to play football at all. Or maybe he's actually a really bad comedian. Do you ever think about that one? He could be completely rubbish. And he does this routine in the treatment area every single day. And this is going to... Ah, that's what it is. He's going to speed up the recovery of our injured players. Now that we've lost Gary Lewin, we have to take a new tack on this whole injury thing. You see? Oh, we could, you know, the old treatment and heat lamps and massage and oils and, you know... No. Bad comedy is going to get our players fit again much quicker next season. Arsene Wenger, you are a fucking genius. Every time you think you know the man... He comes up with just something different. There's not new diets, new training regimes, terrible comedy. I don't know what next. We're lucky to have the man. We really are. Um, I tell you what, we'll go to the bar. Will we for a player history? Yes. Hello and welcome to another player history here on the Arscast. Now, this week I was very excited by the signing of that fellow, Maori Bischoff. Oh my god, I swear I just couldn't control myself. Seriously, I know some people have some concerns about his lack of professional experience with it, 
mounting to only 16 minutes or something like that. However, as a group, as fans of Arsenal, we should be hoping that this boy goes on to become an awesome player in midfield. Not just for the good of the team, but for the terrorist chant that it is sure to elicit. When he scores his 25th goal of the season in the Champions League final, we can all sing, When the moon hits your eye like a big pig. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's a boy that's a That'd be just me then, would it? Okay, fair enough, it wouldn't be the first time. I'm quite sure it won't be the last. This week on the Player History, we're going back in time. Way back in time. To the 1920s and 30s, and a fella called Eddie Hapgood. He was the very first of the great tradition of Arsenal great left-backs, and they were great. Did I mention that? I did, anyway. He joined Arsenal, right? He was a milkman of all things, and he joined Arsenal in 1928 for the princely sum of £750. Now, at that time, that was a lot of money. Herbert Chapman spent £750 on a football player when, in those days, he could buy two houses... Six tons of gold bullion, a new suit with a very smart pair of brogues. You could buy a slap-up meal at the Savoy, Malta, a butler for every day of the week, and 14 Fabergé eggs. And still have some change left over to go to the cinema. He was a very skinny fella, you see, because when he was a lad, he caught vegetarianism. And he used the ball, used to come in, and he'd head the ball, and it would knock him clean unconscious because he didn't have enough meat in him. So Herbert Chapman said, give up your vegetarian ways, and he made him eat a great big plateful of mutton every day when he came to training. And soon he was a different man altogether. He could not only head the big heavy leather football, it's rumoured that he once went on holidays and headed a camel straight over the Algerian border, sparking a 12-year conflict which cost hundreds and thousands of lives. He won lots of things at Arsenal, including the league in 1931, 33, 34, 35 and 38, and of course the FA Cup in 30 and 36. Nowadays, Eddie Hapgood is dead. It's true? 
The man in the bar will have another player history on next week's Arscast. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about the OleOle.com fantasy football game. Uh, it's starting up very soon. You can uh, log in and check your teams and all that kind of stuff. Um, me, personally, I'm not a big, huge fantasy football fan because what I do is I pick my team at the start and then I just tend to leave it. Because it seems like, you know, rather a lot of hard work, doesn't it? Going in every week and, oh, who's injured and... And who's going to score this weekend? And who's playing who? So if I, they're playing them, so I'll transfer him. And they're likely to score, and pff, I can't be arsed. You know, generally, that's it. I pick my team, and that's it. And then I have a problem picking my team. Because, you know, I can't pick Ronaldo on my team. Because he's a, he's a cunt. I can't pick Wayne Rooney, because he's a cunt as well. And you can't pick all these players. I can't pick anyone from Spurs, can I? Because they're all cunts. Chelsea? All cunts. Bolton, all cunts. So after a while, you're looking at the table and you're thinking, well, I can choose from Hull City, Stoke, two players from Sunderland, a couple of Everton players, and and that guy who used to do that thing for whoever that was. So your fantasy team, it's not really a fantasy, because my fantasy team would be, if I could pick a fantasy team, it would be, you know, Ferdinand and Ronaldo and John Terry and all these guys. But my fantasy wouldn't be to put them in a team together. It would be to put them on a fucking boat and put it in the middle of the ocean and sink the cunts. That would be my idea of fantasy football, but sadly, that's not the way it works. Anyway, you lot probably are more into this fantasy football thing than I am. Um, Of course, with Ole Ole, you can play all five top European leagues. That's the Premier League, uh, La Liga, Serie A, the Bundesliga, and League One in France. As well as that, there's a European Super League, so you can pick your team from all the the various leagues around. Uh, Prizes include a trip to the Champions League final with uh, accommodation and match tickets which ain't too shabby Uh, there's merchandise playstation 3s fifa games and all kinds of other stuff as well Uh, we've got an ars blog league i set one up for anybody that wants to join you can do that you do have to be registered with ole ole Uh, you can do that uh, at oleole.com forward slash fantasy football we have got an english premier league uh, league it's not the european super league it's just the english premier league so if you want to join the league name is arsblog prem that's arsblog prem arsblog p-r-e-m and the password is arsblog uh, no difficult passwords this year uh, what we'll do or what i'll do at some point is uh, get a prize together and the winner of the arsblog league will get the prize whatever it might be uh, whether it's a shirt or it could be something who knows anything i'll decide between now and the end of the game or i'll decide probably in the next few weeks that'd be better wouldn't it sort of an incentive for people to join the league if they know what the prize is at the end of it obviously it's all for sport and good fun for those of you that like fantasy football you can say i've got more points than you (laughs) Uh, and the rest of us you know we can just go along and look and and then at the end there will be this prize there'll be a prize for somebody uh so that's it arsblog prem is the league name and the password is arsblog if you get your team registered before uh, august 14th you've got uh chances to win prizes from oleole.com as well so what are you waiting for oleole.com forward slash fantasy football now a tale of the unexpected Welcome to Tales of the Unexpected on the Ozblog Ozcast. Hello, my name is George, and I've got another tale 
of the unexpected for you. This week I've spent most of the time in China because of the piglet. Have you seen it? The piglet that was born with a monkey's face. I want it. I've got a bit of an old vaudeville show, a sort of a freak circus. In there I've got footage of Alexander Kleb taking a shot on goal, a picture of a Spurs side that won the league, and I've got an interview with David Bentley in which he's not an insufferable, contemptible little pointy-headed brick. When I came back from China, without the piglet I must add, those cunts. Anyway, when I came back from China, there was a knock on me door. It was me brother that I haven't seen in 14 years. That's because he's been in hiding, and I don't like him anyway. What do you want, says I. We've got a job, says he. What sort of job do you think I'd be doing with you? I wouldn't do a job into me hand and smear it in your face. Not even that job would I do. You better listen to me, he says. If you want to make some money, you'll do this job with me. Money, says I. Well, I always like a bit of that. So he told me what was going on, and it seemed like a good idea. So we went and did the job, and after we'd finished tying up and butchering the occupants of the house, we brought the swag back to my place. There you go, says he. There's your half. And I've got a confession to make to you. What's that, says I? Was it you, all those years ago, that ran off with Mary Jo Riley? Was it you that flayed her and made her caught out of her skin that turned up in Marmaduke's Emporium in Portobello? Was it? No, says he. I'm a Tottenham fan. Well, that was unexpected to me. So I had to kill him. You understand? I mean, how could you not? Now I have all the money. <laughs> More tales of the unexpected on next week's Arscast. Now, if you hear any funny noises in the next few years, it's my stomach. It's rumbling and making weird sounds. It's because I'm hungry. See, I was out playing football this evening and then I came back and all I've had to eat is a glass of wine. Well, two glasses of wine and some olives, which isn't really enough. For a growing boy like me, so if there's any kind of like kind of noises going on, that's just my stomach. Coming up this weekend is the Emirates Cup, the Emirates Trophy, the Emirates uh, Competition, the Emirates Tournament, whatever it's called. It's happening this weekend, and we play Juventus and Real Madrid. As the man from East Laura said, you know, they're no Oldham, but you know, you just cut your cloth accordingly, don't you? Both these teams are going to be maybe 10 days, two weeks behind us in terms of their preseason preparation, I think, because uh, the leagues uh, kick off a little bit later uh, than the Premier League. But, you know, to see Juventus and Real Madrid, two of the biggest clubs in the world, in a preseason tournament, it's all jolly entertaining, isn't it? It's good for our players, uh, you know, to play against, you know, these teams which are packed full uh, of top quality individuals and uh, are good teams in their own right. So uh, they're on Sky, I think, both the games this weekend. Actually, this time last year, this time last year, I remember watching one of the Emirates games. I was on holidays in Valencia. I remember seeing Flamini scored against, I can't remember, was it PSG or somebody? And I was thinking, oh, good for Flamini. That was nice for him to get a little goal before he does nothing all season. But the point is, I was in Valencia, enjoying the sunshine and drinking beer and eating food. And now I'm not in Valencia. Have you just see the difference here? 
Anyway, that's uh, the Emirates Tournament Cup Trophy uh, thing going on this weekend. Now, I'm, I've been trying to track him down for, for quite a while, but I found him. He was in South America. Hello, everyone. It is good to be back amongst you on the Ars Cast again. I have been away doing things for mankind. Philanthropic things. I have been working all the hours that God sends to help find a cure for Tottenham. However, despite all my knowledge and learning, their cunt levels are just so very high that it has been impossible. On the plus side, though, I've managed to find a cure for Emmanuel Epuwe. I sent it to Arson Venter, but he dismissed the notion of crucifying Epuwe to the space shuttle, then launching for a 12-day orbit around the Earth. Some people just don't know a good idea when they see one. As well as that I have been doing some scouting for Arsenal. The club is determined to get the best possible value from the transfer market, so I have been in Brazil working with an elderly Nazi, where we have been making clones of Zico, Socrates, Carlos Alberto and Julio Baptista. I have a shipment heading for London, in a crate marked, Brazilian beef, as we speak. I'm told that Pierre Hillwood is going to take the embryos, insert them into common duck eggs, and have former player Tony Woodcock, who owes Hillwood money from a poker night, hatch them in his barn somewhere in Essex. Woodcock will sit on the eggs personally to ensure he doesn't end up like Steve Gaddy, who had both his legs broken by the chairman's groanies after failing to pay up after losing two hands of bridge in 1987. Well, you know what they say. It's better to break some eggs than to be an orange cunt like David Dean. Or something. Oh yes. Oh, how good to hear the sweet dulcet tones of Arson Wenger Hawkins once again. I'm sure he'll be back on the Arscast very soon. If not next week, probably the week after. But probably next week. I, how long can it take to clone footballers with, with ex-Nazis? Not that long. All you need is a bit of footballer blood, a bit of DNA. Uh, then you make a dinosaur... You'd make a big park on some island. That'd be mad, wouldn't it? Instead of Jurassic Park, you could have, like, old footballer park. That'd be awesome. We just need to find the DNA of Stanley Matthews preserved in amber. And then we can make hundreds of Stanley Matthews play against each other. Imagine. The dribbling. The skill. Oh, my God. You've got two Lev Yashins in goal, and ten Stanley Matthews against each other. This is fucking brilliant. Someone could... I mean, why can't you do that these days? It must be possible. We can clone sheep. Why can't we clone old footballers? If there are any um, uh, venture capitalists listening, I would be very interested in discussing this idea with you and bringing it forward. Some blue-sky thinking. That's what I've got going on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, So that's really about it, isn't it? For the Arsecast for this week. Don't forget, if you want to get in touch, you can do that. Arsecast at arseblog.com. Uh, don't forget the fantasy football. Uh, oleole.com forward slash fantasy football. Anything else? There really isn't. We've got the Emirates thing, thingamy Bobby, coming up this weekend. So there'll be all kinds of stuff. And, and hopefully, between now and the end of next week, uh, and by the time there's another Arsecast, we'll have signed another half French, half sort of Latin guy that nobody's ever heard of whose only football experience has has been playing championship manager. But he's very talented, you know, very, very talented. We can harness that talent and, yeah, he's going to be awesome. 
Okay, then. Well, have yourselves a a very good weekend. Uh, I will talk to you all next week on the blog and, of course, on next week's Arscast. Bye-bye. Hello, this is David Bentley, and I have joined Tottenham from Blackburn Rovers. And despite my past as an Arsenal player, I would like to reassure the Tottenham fans that my heart is with Tottenham. I'm going to tunnel my way into White Hart Lane with my heart. Also, my brain is with Tottenham. Another thing that is with Tottenham is my legs, which is good because a footballer needs his legs. And my arms as well are with Tottenham because you need them to balance or if you need to take a throw in. As well as that, I find that also my anus is with Tottenham. But unfortunately, my testicles are still in Blackburn. They're sitting on a shelf in a jar. I lost them to David Dunn in a dance-off. And if you go to YouTube and search for David Bentley dance-off, you can see me do it. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.